Hi, you're listening to Self Talk. I'm your host, Emily, and I'm so happy that you're here. Hey there, I'm Emily and you're listening to Self Talk, a podcast where I'm talking to myself, I'm talking to you, and we're talking about how we talk to ourselves. Wow, I just said the word talk and self way too many times. Let's dive into this week's topic. So for this week, I really would love to talk about motivation. And it's kind of selfish that I'm talking about this because I've had a really hard time motivating myself this week. Last time I talked about goal setting, the kind of foundation of what you want to do with your time, with your energy, with your life. And that's awesome if you can set that groundwork. But then once you have that there, you know what you want to do. The motivation is a whole nother factor that kind of gets weird. And it's another kind of tricky part that you have to figure out how to make happen. And as someone who's super anxious, motivation is weird for me. I'm strange because I'm an anxious person, but my anxiety almost tells me not to do things. Even when I should do things, even when it's really, really important that I do something, my anxiety is like, no, maybe you should just like lie down in your bed and cover yourself up with blankets and just lie there until you stop feeling anxious. So maybe not the most motivating anxiety, which... It sucks, but I also, you know, everybody's brain is different. It's the things that I haven't done before that are especially hard to motivate myself to do them. So with this podcast, I'm like trying to avoid it because I've never done it before. And so I'm freaked out. And if I don't do it, then I don't have those feelings of being freaked out. But I'm doing it. Okay, so you guys can do it too. And here's tip number one. I got this is a really roundabout way of getting to it. I want you to think about rewarding yourself and congratulating yourself for mundane successes. What I mean by that is, let's say you hate going and getting the mail from your mailbox. There's just something about it that stresses you out, makes you upset. You don't want to do it. Maybe you have let your mail go when you haven't picked it up. I'm not talking from personal experience. This is really weird, but I had... I have an aversion to getting mail. Maybe it's like what's going to be in the mail. I don't know. But I lived in an apartment before I lived in my current home. And I didn't pick my mail up almost the entire time I lived there. And it got to the point where it was like, well, I can't go get it now because that mailbox is full. And I don't want to have to deal with the shame of even being around that. Yeah, not the best mental state and not a very motivating state to be in. But Do you know how good it feels now for me when I go and I get my mail from my new mailbox and I actually remember to go do it? I like open up that mailbox and I turn the key and I pull the mail out and I just feel great. And it's so bizarre that I feel great, but I did this really mundane thing that takes pretty much no energy to do. But Because it's something that is for some reason difficult for me, I celebrate it. I literally say to myself, maybe not out loud at the mailbox, sometimes I do if no one's around, I'll say, Emily, 
I'm really proud of you. You did a great job. You got the mail and you did it. Even though you didn't want to, you got it. So I'm really proud of you for doing that. You're doing a great job. And I know that's kind of a silly thing to feel, but it's not because if I tell myself that what I did was good, I'm going to want to keep doing it. It's okay to feel nice about something, even if it's not super important. So your thing may be something else. It may be going to the doctor or I don't know. I don't know what people avoid. I'm, I avoid almost everything. So for you, you find the thing that maybe you don't really want to do, or maybe you've been avoiding doing it. And it's not something that's super major, like going to the dentist. That's one that's pretty scary for people, including myself. It doesn't have to be anything that's really terrifying, but something that you've been putting off that you can easily do. And then once you do it, it's telling yourself how awesome you are because you did it. You actually found the motivation to get up and do it. And that's great. And you can take that feeling that you get from that mundane success and the congratulations and happiness that you can give yourself in that moment and translate that into motivating yourself to do bigger tasks. My overall philosophy with personal motivation, and I don't know if this will work for everyone, but hey, it's a suggestion. Try it if you haven't. My overall thing is just do something. I get stuck in kind of a feedback loop of anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. What am I supposed to be doing? Oh my gosh, I have so many things to do. I can't do it. Oh gosh, I'm going to look at this thing on Facebook. Oh, I'm just going to sit here. And what have I been staring at for the past 30 minutes? Where even am I? And then the anxiety just keeps looping and looping. And then I get depressed because I haven't done anything all day. And it just gets crazy. If I'm able to take a moment and even for just a brief second, step back and pick one thing to do. So it could have been going and getting that meal so I get that mundane success. Or it could be just one little thing that's on my checklist. Take out the trash. Write that email. If you just do something, if you can break out of that cycle of procrastination, anxiety, depression's a little bit harder. I know I shouldn't compare. It's apples and oranges, depression and anxiety. So I don't mean that one is harder than the other. But... It is very difficult to be motivated when you're depressed, and I am not a therapist, so these are things that hopefully you can use when you are in the mental state to be able to use them. I'm not expecting you to magically be able to pull yourself out of depression because I told you to do something on your checklist. Back to what I was saying. Pick something off your checklist and do it. You might not want to do it. You might really not want to do it, but just do that. And again, once you check that off your checklist, tell yourself, hey, you did it. You stopped freaking out. You took the time to accomplish something. And a lot of times just that first initial movement, getting out of the inertia of whatever is holding you back is enough to push yourself forward and get the inertia of movement, I guess. that's Because there's different types of inertia, right? I don't know what I'm talking about. One step can lead to lots of other steps, but you have to take that first step. Oh no, Penny Pie's outside again. Hold on. Oh, princess. Princess, come in. Now Penny Pie is in here with me, and she's very motivating. She makes it so that at least twice a day, more like four times a day, I leave the house. That's always good. Speaking of that, 
Another thing that you can do, let's say you can't even find anything on your list to start with, or you have a little dog that is digging at the cover on the ground in your closet and driving you crazy because you're trying to record a podcast. So let's say you can't even check anything off that list. That's just too much to deal with right now. You have too much going on in your brain. You have too many thoughts rattling around and they're racing around. Maybe you can't just focus on anything. That's when if you can, if you have a pet or even just yourself, get up, leave where you are if you can, and just go outside for a minute. Now I know it's not possible for everyone to feel up to going for a walk, so I won't recommend that necessarily. But if that's something that you can do, go for it. Go on a little walk, and as you're doing that, think about anything but yourself. I know that's weird. It's weird when you get so trapped up there. It helps if you have a pet with you, because when you go outside, you can focus on what that pet is doing. So you can really, it's weird. You don't really pay attention to this most of the time, or at least I don't. Animal, like your dog is sniffing around. Your dog is interested and just watching like maybe the minute movements of their tail or their ear, or even their little nostril just kind of like flaring in and out as they sniff stuff. That, that itself, by focusing on something other than you, might be enough. Might be enough to break you out of a weird brain space. To notice that not everything in the world is about you. Not everything revolves around you. And life goes on. So even if you don't do that thing that you really should be doing, but you haven't been doing, and oh God, why haven't you been doing it? Just taking a moment to breathe and let those thoughts go. Let them kind of just fade away from your mind, even just for a brief moment. It won't last for very long if you're super anxious, but it might be enough to help you that once maybe you get back inside or once you stop doing this activity where you're focusing on something else, you can then tackle something from your list. It goes along with a lot of philosophies of mindfulness, and I'm not an expert on that whatsoever, but it makes sense that if you're paying attention to your surroundings, to what is going on in that moment, rather than these things that are popping up into your head and freaking you out, it can make it so that you can calm yourself down or give yourself enough energy in the opposite direction to get the stuff done. Now, here's something that I think is fun and might not work for you, but this is where we're getting into the weirdness that lies within my brain. And I'm sure it's not unique to me, but this is something that I do a lot to motivate myself to do things that I don't want to do. And that is to give them a bizarre narrative. So just going back to using that example of getting the mail, even though that's not really necessarily going towards a big goal. It's still something that I need to motivate myself to do. I will come up with a weird backstory for myself, aka my character, and I will come up with a story and a quest of why I'm going outside, what perils I'm going to face as I am out there, and then the reward and the grand celebration that will happen once I have returned with my prize. So, 
for instance, I don't really have to go into more detail, I don't think. I'm an adventurer. I'm heading out into the wilds. But oh no, what beasts lurk beyond the corner. There is the ogre in the distance. And oh, did you hear that perilous howl? Oh, and the rain is starting to come down and the winds are blowing. And oh goodness, but I can make it. I can make it to the mailbox if I just believe. Oh, but where did I put my keys? Oh no, did I leave them inside? No, okay. I'm getting a little bit ridiculous, but yeah, I do. I really do that, especially for things like household chores. It's fun to give things a narrative because again, you're getting out of your own brain or giving yourself something else to focus on. It takes practice. It doesn't happen immediately and it's not always perfect, but if I can assume a persona, a lot of times I'll pick like a D&D character I like to try to play charismatic characters because that's something that's not a strong suit of mine. And it's almost like I get to practice that in a really safe environment with Dungeons and Dragons. And so then if I take that kind of feeling of what it felt to be that character and it was okay even if I stumbled over my words or I was awkward when I was trying to talk to somebody or persuade them to do something, that I was okay And that maybe I actually did have a good persuasive argument when I was talking to this fantasy orc or whatever. I can go out into the world and talk to other people too. I can approach someone that I don't know and talk to them. And this is something I'm still working on, but it does make a difference, especially for me with uh, dating. I don't really go on dates, but... If I can approach this like an encounter with an NPC that like maybe my character wants to seduce, not in like a creepy, weird, sleazy way, but like in a way of I want to persuade somebody to like me and I want them to feel comfortable with me. If I can adopt that persona, then maybe eventually that persona can be me. It's okay if something isn't natural to you. It might. I am not naturally a charismatic person when I talk to strangers. I'm awkward. But if I can revel in that awkwardness and find the charm of that awkwardness, then it's okay. Because, hey, my character, my, the character of Emily is actually super persuasive. And the character of Emily, or whatever fantasy name I want to give it in case having using my own name is different. But that person is me, but the me that isn't limited by her own rules anxiety that rattles around in my brain is like oh gosh you can't talk to that person they're gonna think you're crazy or they're going to think you're ugly and fat and and stupid and weird and oh god no don't talk to anybody don't talk to strangers just go immediately home and hang out with your dog and never leave the house again no no those thoughts are there but i'm playing super cool fantasy emily and super cool fantasy emily can go out and do whatever the fuck she wants because she's awesome. And people want to be around her because she believes in herself. Anyway, that's kind of a weird tangent, but giving yourself a narrative or a persona that you can use may help motivate you to do things that you're not super into, whether it's a social situation if you're an anxious person or getting stuff done, like cleaning up your house. Gosh, speaking of cleaning up your house, we're at the height of the Marie Kondo craze of tidying and the magic of tidying and I really do like her and I think that she's cool but she distracted me from working on stuff that I'm supposed to be working on this week I watched her show 
And now I've been wanting to fold my clothes all week instead of doing all of the other millions of things that I have goals for. My goal is not to organize my clothes because they're actually pretty okay and it's not doing anything to get in the way of my life if my closet isn't perfect. But for some reason I was like, oh wow, that folding is amazing. And it really is amazing. But I got distracted. And so that's something that happens with motivation is sometimes you go off on a tangent and you get distracted by something that is shiny. And then you lose motivation to do the things that you thought previously you wanted to do. Sometimes it works out that, hey, maybe you don't actually want to do those things that you thought that you wanted to do. But with me, I see a new shiny thing and I get obsessed about it. And then a couple weeks later, ooh, another thing. Oh, oh, I'm obsessed with that. And I never really commit to anything. So finding the motivation to not get too distracted by those side things or other new gleaming ideas and stick to what I committed to is weird and tough. And honestly, I don't have a whole lot of suggestions for that. I'm just saying it's weird and tough. But if I can give myself maybe that narrative or reward myself for doing little bits, maybe it'll work out. I'm the type of person that wants to reward myself in negative ways. I don't mean negative as in like taking something away. I mean like oh, wow, you did that thing, Emily. You got some stuff done today. You really did it. Okay, now after work, you can sit and just stare at the TV for five hours because five hours, oh God, I wouldn't ever go to sleep if I did that. Oh, wow, you did that thing. So let's not do anything for three days as a reward. That's not a reward. That's just going to make me feel horrible about myself because, oh, I did that thing and then I just lost all motivation to do anything. So I have to find ways to reward myself for my successes in a positive way, a way that's going to add to my contributions. A lot of us struggle with what's going on in the present versus future version of ourself is going to do. So we assume, at least I do, that future Emily or future you is going to be much more capable, much more motivated to get shit done. And let me tell you that at least for Emily, that is not true. I love to procrastinate. Well, I don't love it. It feels horrible, but I do it a lot anyway. Your future self is going to be the same self as you are now, especially if you're not doing anything. Or even worse, future you is going to be much more unhappy than present you because present you put off doing anything that you wanted to do. Anything you do now, anything you do today in the present is making future you more awesome. So that can be something that I use to motivate myself as I think, well, future Emily is going to be the same exact weird, depressed, anxious person with who feels like she doesn't contribute anything to society. But maybe if I get up and I record a podcast, or maybe if I write down notes for my dance troupe, I've done something and future Emily is going to be happy about that because that's something that future Emily doesn't have to worry about. Future Emily can do new other cool things. Anyway, future Emily is amazing and present Emily is pretty great too. Motivation a lot of times, especially after the first few weeks of kind of pushing towards a goal, it can stagnate. You can get sidetracked or you can just run into huge roadblocks because of things that happen in life or because of your mental state, your mental health. It happens. I think it happens to everyone. I think if somebody tells you that they are motivated 24-7, 
they are lying to you. I don't think anyone is motivated 24-7. And it's okay if you don't do something. It's okay. You're not going to ruin everything in your life if you don't achieve that goal or you didn't do the work towards it. You may not have achieved what you wanted to, but you're still a cool person and you're still doing the best that you can. When you run into roadblocks, it's shitty. It sucks. And you're not going to feel motivated. And that's okay. And you don't have to beat yourself up in those moments. It's okay to take some time and let yourself deal with what's going on in your life without shame or judgment for what you're not doing. In American culture especially, we like o- we only put value on ourselves if we're productive. And sometimes that's just not feasible. Sometimes you're not physically capable of doing that. Sometimes you don't have the money or the energy or whatever to get stuff done. And it's okay. You don't always have to push. Being motivated doesn't necessarily mean that you're motivated to achieve great success. It could just be motivated, like I said, to get up and go get your mail. But yeah, it's okay for shitty things to happen. I mean, it's not okay. It sucks. But don't punish yourself because you made a mistake or because life is kind of kicking your ass. It's okay in those moments to be down, to be depressed, to worry. But please, 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 please be a bit gentle with yourself. One other thing that happens for me with motivation is like sometimes what you call analysis paralysis, where you get stuck on thinking about something, thinking about either why something wouldn't work or all of the different options that you have or all of the different things that you should be doing and you can't decide which one to prioritize. Or maybe you feel like, oh, I'm not good enough at this thing right now. And that can hold you back from getting anything done. So my motto of 2019 is allowing myself to do it even though it might be bad. Do it even though I might hate it. I got something coming up that I really, really, I'm so, God, I'm so, so anxious about it. And it's so stupid to be anxious about, but it just kind of makes me feel like I want to die. But I'm going to do it. And I bet you anything that afterwards, even if it's a terrible experience, I'm going to give myself that mundane congratulations of, well, you went and you did it. And guess what? I am really freaking proud of you, Emily, because you didn't want to do that thing. And it made you feel anxious and horrible all week leading up to it. But you did it. And there's always the possibility, even though my anxiety tells me that there isn't, that something will be fun. Something weird and new will be interesting and I will love it. Yeah, not worrying too much about not being good enough or making an ass of yourself or whatever is holding you back. It's okay to acknowledge that those thoughts are there and then just like let them them be there and say, okay, yeah, you're living in my brain and I acknowledge you. I see you and I hear you, but it is time for me to do my own thing and I don't really have to listen to you even if you're shouting at me I can choose not to listen I hope that you enjoyed listening to this week's episode 
Thank you so much for listening. I can't believe that you listened to this. Once again, if you made it this far, I want to give you a big hug because you made it through and you listened to me talk. And hopefully maybe you feel a little bit more motivated to go out and get stuff done. If you feel so inclined or so motivated, I would love it if you could share this with somebody that you think might like it. I'm new. I'm doing this. I'm probably mostly doing this for myself. But if you think that somebody might enjoy it, please, please share it. That would be great. Um, if you want to leave a review on iTunes or whatever you're listening to this on, that would also be really great. No pressure, though. And hopefully you have a wonderful week filled with motivation. And if not, I just hope that you can get through your week. And that the next one, if it, this one isn't great, is a little bit better. I will talk to you next time.